She's a best-selling author and life coach, obsessed with helping women to silence their insecurities, build healthy boundaries, and fearlessly pursue the life and career of their dreams. Join her as she provides you with strategies and real-life tips to create your best life. Welcome to Fearless Fridays with Marianne. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Meet the Authors of the Anthology in the Pursuit of Fearless Living. Today, I have one amazing young lady with me, and we are going to bring her on so we can get to know her a little bit better. Hello, how are you? Hi, I'm well, thank you. So let's just jump right in. Introduce yourself, tell us your name and a little bit about you. So my name is Delkenise Jackson. Um, I am 36. I am a mother of an amazing son. He is six. And um, we also have an amazing mini schnauzer. Her name is Cookie. Um, I am a... I work in social services um, by way of profession. Um, and then I also like to call myself kind of like a, a world traveler-ish. Um, I enjoy, you know, just spending my time traveling around the world and learning new things. Beautiful, beautiful. How would you describe yourself in one word? Ooh, in one word. I would say resilient. Mm. Why resilient? Ooh, because <laughs> as as um, life has kind of given me different obstacles, it's one thing that I can say is that no matter what and no matter the circumstance or the situation, I have always been able to rise above. And through that, I think it definitely speaks volumes of being a resilient person, you know, to be able to do that. Beautiful, beautiful. What would you say has been your biggest failure or your biggest lesson in life? And what did you learn from it? Oh, <laughs> one of my biggest lessons, right? Because <laughs> life definitely um, teaches you a lot. And so I would say one of my biggest lessons would be um, to definitely focus on yourself and the work that is necessary for you. Um, I've learned that when you tend to focus on the things around you um, or the things that are uh, affecting you from other people or other situations, but you don't actually focus on your role and the work that you need to do, you will find yourself repeating some of the same cycles over and over again because you didn't learn those lessons. So you continue to find yourself in these patterns and they can at times be very painful. So I would say it, it took me a while to get that. Um, I think especially in relationships and it was some hard lessons that I had to learn and bump my head a few times before I really got that. I needed to focus on myself and work on those things. You know, that's so true because when it comes to relationships, we are the common denominator. We're the common denominator. So we have to come to a point that we're just, you know, so sick and tired of the situation that we're in, the things that we're experiencing. And we have to take a look at ourselves and make, you know, make those tough decisions to work on ourselves so we can move ahead and learn from things that we've experienced in the past. If you could go back and you know, give your 18 year old self some advice. What advice would you give your 18 year old self? Um, outside of investment advice. 
Um, I would probably encourage that woman. I would let her know that she is enough, you know, ex exactly as she is. You know, now at 36, what I realized that I didn't hear and didn't receive as a younger woman was just that encouragement, that building up of the self-esteem. And I think when there's a lack of that, you know, you tend to find yourself in some compromising situations because you're searching for some things on the outside that you really are looking for in the inside. So I think that I would just I would just encourage her and just let her hear, you know, that that she is just you are just enough exactly as you are. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I know that you mentioned that you love to travel. So I don't, but I don't want to assume that that's your self, your favorite self-care activity. <laughs> what would you say is your favorite self-care activity? Um, travel is definitely at the top of that list. Um, mm -hmm. it, it's something that I do enjoy. Um, sometimes I solo travel. Sometimes I travel with myself and my son and um, it's just about, you know, kind of getting out of your normal environment and giving yourself a break and being immersed in different cultures, learning new things, you having to kind of like navigate your way through unknown territories, especially when you're out of the country. Um, and just kind of like you learn a lot about yourself, you learn a lot about others. And so definitely travel is at the top of the list. Um, but I am big on self care. That that is like, my thing. <laughs> like I try to make sure that I take time out for myself um, to just make sure that I'm nurturing myself and I'm taking care of myself and not always just because I'm exhausted or because there's a lot going on, but I try to make sure that I incorporate that, you know, into my routine. What has been the best vacation that you have taken? Ooh. <laughs> if you can narrow it down. <laughs> Right, because I feel like I've never, I've never had a vacation that I didn't enjoy some aspect, you know, of that experience. And so, I actually just came back from vacation a week ago. I believe <laughs> it was it was my summer vacation with my son, and I'm I'm going to say that that probably was the best one so far. And I mean, we've been we've been quite a few places at this point, but we went to Orlando. And what I really enjoyed is it was my first Disney experience and it was his first Disney experience oh, and awesome. us being able to have that experience together. And when I took him, he was like, mom, you've never been to Disney. Like he, he didn't know that this was not something that every child has. And so for us to be able to have that experience together and, you know, I always heard people talk about Disney. I'm not going to lie. I kind of thought it was overrated. But when I went, it really brings out that inner child in you. Like, I felt like a kid. I loved it. I enjoyed it. We went to Disney. We went to Universal. We had a blast. And it was just a great bonding experience. And then just overall, as a single parent, mm -hmm. I'm just so thankful to be able to give my son these experiences and for us to have these experiences together. It's, it's so meaningful for me. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. If money was not a factor, what would you do with your time? Ooh, I would definitely not be working a nine to five <laughs> at all. Um, I think that I would definitely spend a lot of my time through charity. Um, I would be able to, 
you know, kind of focus on the different groups um, or different, um, you know, just different projects that are meaningful to me, different ways that I could give back and impact um, other people. I, I would likely be an advocate. Like I'm, I'm big on wanting to be that support system or, or be kind of like that person to make sure that others are taken care of or they have the things that they need or they feel encouraged, you know, to step up and do the things that they need to do to be protective of themselves or their families. And I mean, I, I would definitely travel <laughs> like my son would have a private tutor and we would be gone as much as possible checking off all of the things on our bucket list <laughs> when it comes to traveling is there one place that you have not visited that's like your number one on your you know bucket list to go to so my motto is I will go anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and so that's just kind of my thing. A lot of times when I am searching for travel, like if I, I know like, oh, I'm going to have some time off, you know, I want to go somewhere, I will search for what's trending. So it's I almost never search for a particular place. I'm searching for what's trending. And then I just go based off of that. And so there's no place that I will not go, you know, unless there's like a safety you know, factor or something like that. But outside of that, I'm I'm pretty open. Um, but there is a trip. I don't know what country in particular, but since my son was small, we have talked about visiting the continent of Africa. I've never been. And so we now know where some of our roots lie on my maternal maternal side. Okay. And so I definitely want to plan, you know, just a special trip for he and I, and hopefully some of our other family can join for us to kind of, you know, be able to go back to the motherland. That's awesome. That's awesome. Where do you see yourself in five years? Wow. You know, in five years, I just hope that anything that I am doing now, any of the seeds that I am planting that, you know, they have started to kind of grow and I can be able to just reach others, be able to reach others, continue to be a blessing within my community and anything that I've started to do that is just bigger and better at that point. You know, there's nothing in particular, but I just feel like all of the, the foundation that's kind of being laid at this point, because I think a lot of my journey has been about healing and just kind of getting to a better place. And now that I'm there and kind of walking those steps, I just want to continue to see everything that I've already done and all the seeds I've already planted just to continue to grow and flourish. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So what makes you passionate and keeps you motivated to keep going and not give up? I think definitely being a mother that has definitely kind of changed me in so many ways. Um, and then also when I became a single parent, it, it is a push like no other um, to know what it's like to experience um, having someone depend upon you and then you having to kind of like figure it out and navigate it. And it definitely pushes you beyond some of the levels and the boundaries that you probably thought that, you know, things that you thought you could never do, you know, on your own. And I, I truly believe that being a mother has made me such a better person. Um, it really 
gives you the strength when you think, you know, because there, there are truly no off days. You can be sick. You can be tired. Um, you can be exhausted, depressed, and you still have to wake up and, and move forward. So I feel like my son is just kind of that core in my body that keeps me pushing and also holds me accountable. You know, it times that I feel like I may want to give up or times that I feel like I want to go off on a situation. He, he is the person that I'm always trying to be that example for. So I know that I have to move in this world differently because of that. Cause they're little sponges. They see everything. They hear everything. Even when we think that they're not, Oh yeah. They're capturing everything. Yes. Yeah. That's so true. So shifting gears a little bit. Um, in regards to the anthology, why did you decide to say yes to this anthology project? So I decided to say yes to come on board with this project because um, it can be very intimidating um, talking about some of your personal life experiences and sharing that with the world. And um, when I met you, um, Marianne at the retreat, um, you know, it was just such a bonding experience that we all had. And when you talked about the project and, you know, I had never done anything as far as being an author um, or even really talking about some of my experiences publicly. Mm -hmm. um, but the way that the project was introduced to me and being able to kind of be in this collective group, I felt like that was kind of like a good way to kind of kind of dip my toe in the water mm -hmm. a little bit, you know, and it felt very supported, you know, by being able to be in this collective project together. And I feel like it was just the best next step kind of in this journey that I've been experiencing and wanting to be able to just give back and to open up and be vulnerable so that I can be helpful. I've already, you know, started helping in other ways, but I think when people can connect your life experience with the work that you are doing in the community, it just kind of bridges it all together and it will allow Oh, I kind of froze there for a second. <laughs> what is one key takeaway from your chapter that you want our readers to walk away with? Definitely to um, self-evaluate mm. and, and do your work. Um, I think we kind of touched on that a little bit prior that is it is very easy to point out what someone else is doing, especially when you know, they're doing wrong by you. It's, it's very easy to kind of lay that list of this person is doing, you know, one through 10. But in that, <clears throat> though you may not be the person who, you know, is doing all of these bad things, you still play a role and you still have to kind of like open yourself up and start to learn and understand why am I accepting this type of behavior? You know, why am I continuously in relationships that kind of all have this same similar factor to it. And I feel like it wasn't until I started to self-evaluate and do my own work that I was able to kind of peel back those layers to know, okay, 
once I start to work on those things within myself, I can start to choose differently. You know, I can start to have different experiences. Yes, these people have done things that weren't okay, but I still have to focus on me. I still have to do my inner work because I can't fix anybody else. I can tell you all day what you're doing and, you know, the things that you have done are wrong. But until I self-evaluate and I start to work on me, I'm going to still continue to have those same experiences over and over again, but just with different people. That is so true. That is so true. Without telling us the story behind your chapter, how will you describe your chapter in three words? Three words. Um, I would say for me, it was definitely um, emotional. It was vulnerable, but also uplifting. So those those would be the, the three words that I use. I want to like <laughs> kind of, but I, I get it. Kind of like making sure that I leave some for the story. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely it, it's, it's a lot. And I, I think that people sometimes kind of see where you are in life right now and kind of think, oh, that person has it all together, but don't realize the things that you've gone through and you've experienced. And I think it's sometimes it's easy to judge when you see the picture all together, mm-hmm. but there's so much more to it, so much more to the story. And even even in what I was able to write within this project, there's still so much that's unsaid. <laughs> and that leads me to my next question. Now that you have written a chapter, do you think that you will ever try to write a solo book and go deeper into your story and into who you are? I mean, I think that this is definitely just the beginning. Um, I think that as long as I continue to surround myself with positive people that, you know, can kind of guide me through that, I will definitely be open to more projects moving forward. Um, You know, there's some things that I also want to be able to do with my son. And so I don't know what's to come after this. I'm just trying to take it one day at a time with this project. But I do think that there is a lot more to come. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I am very big on celebrating yourself, especially as women. Sometimes we just go, you know, we accomplish one, two, three, and we just keep moving on to the next thing. So how do you plan on celebrating and rewarding yourself for this big accomplishment when the book is done? Um, I have not actually thought about <laughs> how I would uh, celebrate this accomplishment. I am definitely very humbled and grateful that you even thought about little old me, <laughs> you know, being a part of this project. Like I said, this is, this is definitely new for me, but I am just so thankful to just, you know, having kind of been given this avenue to start to walk in this process. And um, I don't know. I, I, I haven't thought about it. I mean, I think definitely if there's a trip that could come out of this, uh-huh. <laughs> As an, as an excuse to celebrate, um, I would definitely be open to that. But I think just being able to, when we get to that finish line and we're able to actually share, just being able to be surrounded with my loved ones um, 
and just that support. Like even my son, when I showed him the picture, he was like, oh my God, mama, you wrote a book. Like he was, he was so excited. So to be able to have and walk through this journey with this group of ladies that are also allowing themselves to be vulnerable and be a part of this project. And then also just my intimate group of family and friends. Yeah. I, I think that that for me is already very, very rewarding. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. What has been the biggest um, piece of advice that you have ever received? The biggest piece of advice. Um, I'm going to say um, a, a saying that I don't even know who told me this saying, but it's, it's stuck with me for years. And especially I think as, a person who, you know, you deal with anxiety, you worry, you know, you know, you're just trying to like always handle everything is don't trouble trouble until trouble troubles you. Mm. And it's something that has always stuck with me because, you know, sometimes you have to just slow it down. <laughs> and mm. I'm one of those people that sometimes my mind, like I'm just thinking and I'm doing and I'm always, you know, it's a million things that that are just kind of like running through my mind about what I have to do, what I haven't done yet, what I've forgotten about. And it, sometimes you have to just kind of slow it down. Mm. And that's it has just always stuck with me. Like, Let's not worry about things right. that, you know, they haven't even happened. Mm -hmm. Like, let's let's not even go there, right. because in reality, if you're worrying about something that you may or may not experience and you do experience, technically, you've put yourself through it twice. Mm -hmm. So it's just better to just kind of take it one day at a time, slow it down and just navigate that way. And just <laughs> don't try to put everything on your plate at one time and just kind of, you know, just be going crazy trying to figure out everything. Just don't even trouble that trouble that has not troubled you. <laughs> I love that. I like that. So as we get ready to wrap up, um, what has been your biggest accomplishment? I would say my biggest accomplishment for me um, is being a mother. It, I, I didn't plan to be a mom, honestly, and it wasn't something that I thought that I would ever experience. Um, so to be a mother and it, it is truly my biggest accomplishment. Um, and I, I am a passionate mother. I am a fierce mother. I don't play about my child. I'm very intentional in how I raise my son. And it, it is just kind of the, the best job that I could ever have. Um, the most important role that I could ever play. And I, I take it very seriously. Like I said, I mean, I'm very intentional in how I raise my son. And so I would say he, he is my biggest accomplishment. <laughs> honestly. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And as we get ready to close up, where can our audience connect with you? And when the book is out, grab a copy of the book, learn more about you. So I have my social medias um, where they can connect with me on Instagram. Um, my personal Instagram is D-E-L-K-I-8-6. And then I also have a travel Instagram where I go in and I put all my travel stuff on. And so that is Nomadic Vibes with D. And so you can link to that from my personal page. And then also I just have a um, 
Facebook account as well. And you can find me there with my name. Um, and then also you'll also see sometimes D, which is my nickname. So you'll either see D Jackson or my full name, Delkanese Jackson. And then also um, I will plan to update both of my social medias with different links that they can find the, the book on as well. Awesome. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. All right, everyone. Hope that you truly enjoy the conversation with Delganese and getting to know her a little bit better. And as always, remember, you are fearless, you are fabulous, and you are a priority and you matter. And stay tuned for another episode next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you found this episode inspiring and motivating. Don't forget to leave a comment so you can win a fabulous prize at the end of the month. You can leave a review on iTunes or you can head over to YouTube or my Fearless Living Coach page on Facebook if you are an Android user. And as always, remember, you are fearless, you are fabulous, you are a priority and you matter. See you next time. Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Kelly. The host of Getting Real with Bossy, the real, raw, and honest podcast about small business ownership. We created Bossy to be a safe place to ask the hard questions and to get support that's necessary. With our experience, nine businesses in over 25 years, we continue to bear it all and share what we wish we had known. We move past the must-be-nices and start getting real. Come along as we interview small business owners and get the true story. Leave with another tool for the next time you feel alone on this journey. Business ownership leads to unexpected knowledge. What are you an expert at? Tell us at Getting Real with Bossy and subscribe today.